Hey, this is Steve Campbell from the C3 Church. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Our prayer for you is that you'll be blessed, equipped, and enabled as you listen to this message. God bless you. online and in the room. It is so good to see you if I can see you. It's so good to imagine you if I can imagine you wherever you are and to be with you today. Um, This wasn't intentionally a Becky takeover, uh, but it seems to have come a little bit of that way. So um, I hope that that's okay and that you understand that really what we want to do is share the love of God and to share as much as we can the joy of Christmas across our city and across our region. So I'm going to share with you over these next few minutes just a little bit of what God has been putting on my heart on the lead up to Christmas and what he's been talking to me about over COVID and this whole kind of situation. If you don't know me, um, my name is Becky and I am a Cambridge broad and brawn and bred person. However, I did spend quite a lot of my time away from Cambridge. I'm now back. But two two to three years ago, 2017 through to 2018, I spent a year in Australia. Yeah. The sun, the sand, the no de-icing of your car. This morning I had to de-ice my car and I went for the warm water technique, not hot water, warm water, uh, but in my haste forgot to close the boots, so warm water went into the car, not just on the windscreen, um, but that happened. So that's my top tip is close your boot before you try to de-ice it. Um, But there I was in Australia having a fantastic time. My hair was blonder, my skin was more tanned, but I had to learn to do something which we have all had to learn to do this year, and that is have long-distance relationships. All of a sudden, overnight, or over 36 hours, which was how long it took me to get there, I had to learn to no longer be able to just text my friends and get a response. No longer could I just rock up at their house and have tea with them. No longer could I just walk down the road and meet them. All of a sudden, I had to become intentional. And that is totally what 2020 has been for us all. No longer two meters down the road or 200 meters down the road or 2,000 meters. It hasn't mattered. We've all been on the exact same level playing field where distance suddenly becomes an issue no matter how close we are in physicality. And I think this is a little bit like our relationship with God, humanity and God. Hey, let's pray real quick and then I'm going to jump straight in to the word. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it is living and breathing and active and we can access it today. I thank you for everyone who is online, who is in their living rooms, who's in their kitchens and you are right there with them listening to the living, breathing, active word of God. I pray that your words today will be spoken and that your name will be glorified. Amen. Now, I love stories, so let me take you right back to the first story where we start with humanity and God, and that is in the garden. Now, I have brought my plant with me today, and this is to represent life 
and the garden and color and health and fruit because that is exactly what the garden was like. When people went on walks through that garden with Adam and Eve, there was color, there was life, there was fruit, there was all sorts of greenery around every corner. I love gardens. I love garden centers. I love going and spending my time and we've all spent more time in our gardens and garden centers this year, I'm sure. I've been to lots of different gardens in my life. Gardens in castles, gardens in palaces, gardens abroad, gardens in cathedrals. But when I think of the Garden of Eden, for some reason, I'm not really sure why, but this is where my mind goes to. And the picture should come up of Wendy's Secret Garden. Wendy's Secret Garden is in Australia, in Sydney, and it is beautiful. There's nooks and crannies, and there's um, walkways with overhanging plants, and there's stepping stones, and there's trees, and fruit, and plants, and you turn around from where you're looking at all these things, and in the background you can see the Sydney Harbour Bridge, and you can see the ocean, and you can see people having great time, and the sun is shining, and it's such a beautiful garden. Now, I don't think the Garden of Eden looked just like that because there definitely wasn't the Sydney Harbour Bridge in the background, but I think it was beautiful. I think it was full of life and colour and fruit and exuberance. And that is how our relationship with God started, full of life, full of colour and full of fruit. See, Adam and Eve used to walk with God. We see that in Genesis 3.6. They walked with God. There was companionship. There was friendship. They walked in the garden with God. And then one decision made a bit of a change. And I have my orange here to represent the change in, rep in relationship. All of a sudden, there was separation. Separation. Separation meant distance distance between humanity and God and that color and that fruit and that life and that relationship that was intended all of a sudden became different. There was a gap and in that gap was sin. Humanity pulled away and distanced themselves from God. Now I'm going to jump a little bit further in the story because I don't have time to go through every intricate part of the story but I'm going to jump into Exodus 25 verse 8 and that is where we meet Moses. Now Moses was a special guy. He was a doer of what God instructed. He was a listener of God and he responded to what God asked him to do. So this we join the story when Moses is being asked to build a tabernacle. So Exodus 25 verse 8. Then have them make a sanctuary for me and I will dwell among them. See, God wants to dwell with his people. God wants to be with his people. See, ever since the orange moment or whatever fruit it was moment, God was weaving and working and designing a way to get back to the garden. He wanted to get back to the garden relationship ever since the moment of the fruit and the separation happened. So we asked Moses to build him a tabernacle. This tabernacle wasn't just bricks and mortar, it was intricate, it was beautiful, it was gold, it was purple, it was all different handcrafts and workmanship. There was an altar, there were courtyards, there were curtains, there were different parts. It was beautiful and it was intricate 
intricate. Read it if you get a chance. Moses gets the exact measurements of what everything needs to be to build that tabernacle. And that is where God dwells. I have my Christmas house to represent the tabernacle. Again, it looked nothing like this. But that represents our tabernacle. The physicality. The place where God dwelt and resided with his people. Now, important part of the tabernacle is when we would bridge that gap. That gap, that sin came is when we would take sacrifices. The high priest would go in. He would sacrifice the animal, atone for our sins, sprinkle the blood onto the altar. And again, that separation would in part, just for a moment, be broken. And that righteousness and that right standing would be made with God through those sacrifices. It's important to note that after the tabernacle became the temple, and that is where God dwelled with his people. His glory was in the physicality of the tabernacle, in the, in the temple. I know this is quite deep. I hope you're still with me online, still with me in the room. We're going in right into the Old Testament. But I'm going to fast forward a little bit. I'm going to catch up to the New Testament. To here we skip to Jesus. Now, Jesus was the physicality of God. And this is what we say, John 1:14. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. I don't know if you noticed, but there was that word again, dwelling, dwell, abide, be, present, amongst his people. See, all of a sudden, what was the presence of the temple or presence in the tabernacle then became the presence in human form. Jesus is the temple. Jesus is the tabernacle. That person all of a sudden becomes the dwelling of God because he was fully man and he was fully God. Now, I know I'm running through this super fast, but I hope you're keeping up with me this morning. The Greek origin, the Greek word origin of dwell, dwelling, is sheno or shanos, which literally means abide in a tabernacle. Abide in the physical place becomes the person of Jesus. So much so, in fact, that when Jesus died and resurrected the physicality, the physical place, it broke. The curtain was ripped and the stones were, were broken. And you can read that in Matthew 27, verses 51. But Jesus became the perfect sacrifice and the physicality of the dwelling place of God. Now, what does this matter? Because obviously Jesus is in his physical form, not with us right now, but he is in his spiritual form. See, this is what it matters, and this is why it matters for me and you, because God, remember, is always trying to get back to the garden. And this cross represents the physicality of Jesus. God is always trying to get back to the garden. He's always trying to get that relationship back to the fruit, back to the life, back to the dwelling of God to be amongst and with his people. So here we go to John 14, 15 to 21. If you love me, keep my commands and I will ask the Father. And he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. 
The world cannot see or accept him because he neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live. You will also live. On that day, you will realize, here it is, that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. Where does God dwell? I am in you. He's in me and he's in you. He's in you and he's in you and he's in you. The dwelling of God has gone from the place where he is in the garden to where he's brought the garden to us and he dwells and he lives within us. And that is through the Holy Spirit because he left his advocate, the spirit of truth, to be able to dwell within us. Now what have I got for my final little prop here? You probably can't see this. But this is a selfie of me. Not because I'm the dwelling of God. Don't worry, I'm not saying that this morning. But because the Holy Spirit dwells within me. The Holy Spirit is dwelling within me. And he's within you too. Let me put that there. Now what does this mean? Because we maybe have gone through the moments of where we have been separated from from God or maybe we're living in the physicality of where Jesus is or maybe we are stuck at the cross and and at that moment of what Jesus has done for us or maybe we're living in the fruit and what it is that the Holy Spirit is living and abiding within us. What does that mean? Where are you at? Why does it even matter? Well, I can tell you people they're at the orange, or are at the house, or are at the cross, or are at the Polaroid photo. See, all of this matters because all of this represents us. All of this represents humanity. All of this represents where we might be in our relationship with God. And that matters because it's what I call top button stuff. Top button stuff. I know there's lots of stuff going on out in the world. There's a lot of poverty and maybe maybe expected me to have a different message this morning. Maybe expected me, I could talk for 20 minutes about hampers, trust me. But this is top button stuff. If we don't have our understanding and a right understanding that God dwells within us, then we can't do any of that stuff where we're giving hampers out and where we're loving our community. Because we have to get the stuff with God right first. So what does this mean for you and I? Maybe today you are separated from God. Maybe there's a distance and maybe that's because of a choice. Or maybe that's just because you've lived that way for for always. That's always been part of your life. Well, later on, I'm going to give you an opportunity to bridge that gap. Because do you know why? Because from the moment the fruit happened, God was working and weaving and creating a way to get back to the garden. To get back into that relationship. Now, we'll never be fully there until Jesus returns. But we must appreciate what we have right now. And that is the Holy Spirit who is living and breathing and dwelling within us. Or maybe you're at the tabernacle. 
You know, the tabernacle isn't a representation of the physical place that I'm standing in right now. The tabernacle and the church building are not, not the same thing. The dwelling of God was in the tabernacle, and that's where they atoned for their sins. Or Jesus did that for us, and we become the representation of the tabernacle, of the temple. And how are we uh, living in our, towards our body? How are we treating our physical self? Because that is where God resides. But more than that, have we become Sunday Christians or in the new world, any day Christian, a random day? Or have we even stopped the practice of being that, um, that day where we give and where we uh, receive the word of God and where we give that day to God? See, it can get so confusing, and I know, and I've definitely been in times where in my life where I go through the motions, you know, the motions of rocking up to church and grabbing your Coldham's coffee and sitting in the same seat and hugging the same people, and I know we're not doing that now, but maybe we've got into the habit of not getting out of bed and having it played in the background or, I don't know. We've got, not got into the habit of exalting him first, of placing him first, because the dwelling of God is in me. It's not in the house. It's not in the physicality. Maybe there's too much importance of the physical space, and we have to remember where God is abiding. Or maybe we're at the cross. See, the cross is a beautiful beautiful picture of what God did for us, reality of what God did to us. He went all the way, weaved a plan from the moment there was separation all the way through history, took thousands of years to get there because you were important, I'm important, thousands of years to make that relationship right again, to make that relationship how it is, how it, where we're at, but maybe you're stuck there. Maybe you keep thinking, I'm not worthy, or maybe you keep doubting yourself, or maybe you're a, what I call a circular Christian. You can't break free of some of the stuff that's, that's in, in the mind or stuff that's going on. Maybe there's some courses that you need to do that could help. Maybe churches that heal or keys to freedom, or maybe it's coming to the cross, laying it down and walking away. See, God never wanted us to be circular Christians. He wanted us to live in the freedom of what it is that he did. And this is a message for every single one of us today, myself included, because maybe you're there and you feel like you're living fruitful. There's life. You're back at the garden. You're in companionship with God. You're taking those daily walks. Then my question to you is, and this is a selfie with me with an orange. And this is a selfie of me with a house. And this is a selfie of me with a cross. Because who are you standing next to and journeying with who is at those points? See, I genuinely can name someone in my life who is at each of those points. And I genuinely can lie in my bed at night and cry <laughs> for those people. Because it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart that there's people who are separated from God. And the purpose of something like this is to be a part of that garden moment. 
is to bridge that separation. See, I heard stories the other week of someone who said, last year you gave us a hamper, and I remembered that moment. It's not just sweets and treats and a supermarket voucher. It's a part of the plan. It's a part of the garden. It's a part of the story. See, we can all do something. And if that's coming to pack a hamper, and if that's coming to deliver a hamper, and if that's coming to say, I'm cheering you on, I can't do anything, but come on team, we've got this, we're in it, we're together. Or if that's donating five pounds or four pounds or three pounds or two pounds or one pound, it's together because it's a part of the separation plan to get back to the garden. Or maybe it's people who are living here. And I, my heart breaks because I know that the guarded relationship is waiting. The fruit and the joy and the color and the life and the vitality of the relationship of daily companionship with God. It's back at the garden. Or maybe there's a circular Christian that you're walking with. Or maybe this is you today. And you can't just seem to get away from what's been. But God is calling you into what is. He's calling you into the future. He's calling to you walk forward. He's calling to you to step forward and leave it at the cross. So wherever you are on that line today, if you're in the room, close your eyes. If you're at home, wherever you are, close your eyes with me. Because this relates to us all or it should relate to us all. So if you wanna respond, I just wanna give you, I'm just gonna give you 20 seconds, 20 seconds, just to think where you are on that journey. Where are you on that journey? And if you're at the orange, if you feel separated from God, I want to take an extra moment just to pray for you right now. If you feel separated, if you feel distance, let me tell you that distance has already been bridged. That distance, that gap has already been woven together. So I'm going to ask you, would you like to accept that that distance no longer is a thing. And if yes, then if you're in the room, I'd love for you to just indicate that that's you. And what that means is that you're uh, wanting to start that, that companionship, that in the garden relationship with Jesus. If that's you, then in the, if you're in the room, raise your hand. And if you're at home or wherever you may be, if that's you, then just let us know. Drop a message in the DM, drop a comment, drop us an email. Say, that's me. That's me. And I'm going to pray for you right now. Father God, I thank you that from the start of time all the way till now, you've been weaving and indicating a plan to get back to the garden companionship. Thank you for pursuing us. I pray for everyone who is indicating that they want to accept that today. Accept your son Jesus died on a cross and rose again. Accept that we've gone our own ways and we want to come your way. So I pray, Father God, for every single person who is choosing that, that they will put you first and that they will walk in the beauty 
of what it is that you have created to be a garden relationship. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Hey, let's stand and worship the God of gods who allows us to have an in the garden, day by day, companionship relationship. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We pray it's been a blessing to you. Why not share it with your friends and family through social media? If you're not on the regular podcast list, then why don't you subscribe? Thank you especially to those that give. If you want to give to this ministry, you can go to our website, thec3.uk slash giving and get involved. God bless you.